Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, yeah, the diadem. It's back, and oh boy. Uh, we also have a bunch of interviews from this latest PAX East, although I have no intention of actually covering the PAX Q&A itself because, <laughs> let's be honest, we'll just be making fun of it. Uh, we also have Lucky Boncho's latest unofficial census and uh, quite the surprise that came with that, including uh, savage clear rates and the current population of the game. But anyway, I can't do this alone, but I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Popo. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Hawks, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. Persona 5 Santa Claus, a.k.a. You my boy, Blue. How you doing? You just had to go there, didn't you? I had to listen. Whenever I have a nickname for you, a new one, you know I look forward to it with nothing but utmost excitement. Persona 5 Santa Claus. P5 Santa Claus. P- P5 SC. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> there you go. Your new Twitter handle. There you go. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, just wait to see my my new Twitter handle. That's going to be coming up in, uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure you guys will be ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah, trust me, it's something to look forward to. I'll put it on the calendar. Just just consider what day is fast approaching. There's a very special occasion fast approaching. I mean, today's Pi Day. Yes, today is yeah. Pi. Do you know that, that Postmates offered me 3.1, the, the first 100 digits of Pi percentage off my delivery order, which, by the way, 3% off of 3 bucks is not even worth fucking putting in my app, all right? Well, I did get pizza for... $3.14. We got a pie shop mm-hmm. down the street. I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Oh, and for anyone who hasn't gleaned yet, by the way, uh, yesterday at the last minute managed to secure a guest to talk about this ever so heated topic and that of Very Merry. Hello. Well, hello, mate. How you doing? I want a clown horn so bad right now. Oh, my God. His favorite, guys. The thing he's been doing is with the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Apparently, if you press the right trigger when it's in sleep mode, why don't you give it one for the show so you feel all right? It does this. It does that. Because yeah. that's the kind of technology that Nintendo mm-hmm. really wanted to put the Switch on the market with. I mean, forget that Breath of the Wild stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that cloud is just awesome. Yeah. It's perfect. You don't need anything else. Just get on an airplane. You know, you've got three hours of battery life. You could do some serious damage to three hours of clown horns. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about right now. So anyway, uh, it's been a busy week, I'd say, uh, with yeah. the Final Fantasy XIV community especially. There's been some ups and downs this last week that uh, we're going to tackle pretty head-on in this episode of State of Realm. And no, my green screen's not broken. I chose not to use it today. It's just up. Before anyone mm-hmm. comments, that's, that's the thing we're doing. So we're going we're gonna to tackle these things one at a time, but we're going to take the biggest topic and make it the first one. And that is... 3.55b, which at the very last minute became Thursday of last week. They were like, oh, by the way, in two days, we'll see ya. Uh, did you guys do play this much the day it came out, or have you played it much since the day it came out back on Thursday? Yeah, a fair amount. We checked it out. Good amount, but I didn't alarm clock it. I yeah. didn't reason to. Yeah, you had a reason to, but there's yeah. other, other people... It wasn't that kind of patch. It wasn't an alarm clock, wake up, like, five mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, it was just, you know, you do it. And I did it, and I have some thoughts. <laughs> just well, a few. Just a few. Um, so it's going to say introduction in the top right corner also. I mismanaged my time before going live. 
So uh, it's just going to say intro, and I'll try to add the annotations appropriately for those of you watching on YouTube later. My bad. My bad. My bad. Is one of you listening to me very loudly, by the way? Because I feel like I can hear myself through one of your, uh, your audio devices. One of you two is, is reverberating me back into me. Hmm. Probably not me. I mute myself when I don't talk. Oh, oh, is that me playing through yours? I don't know. Is he muted? Because if he's muted, I'm still hearing myself, which would mean it's you, Mary. Okay, let me try muting now. All right. Now it's not happening. Yeah, it's definitely what? Mary. Weird. What? Hmm. I'm, I mean, I am. I do have a voice that likes to reverberate through your ears like the ringing of the scream of a small child. That's, is it bad? No, but I can hear yeah, it. Not, That's not strange. Yeah. I can hear it, though. Hmm. Okay. And now everyone else can hear it, so we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so um, the first topic, 3.55b, diadem. That's it. Dalwa's Zloe Aliopo also we could talk about more here because now we've got her second week, but diadem is really the big thing. So I have one very important question for you, Sly. Why the fuck did this get delayed and we had to wait for this again? Why was this like four, five, like four major patches after its initial release such a big deal? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> no, I think I'm asking the right person, and I think your reaction is actually the right answer. <laughs> this, this, that's it. It's 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 horrible timing. It's horrible timing in the fact that we shouldn't we should have gotten this months ago. I think the the burn that everybody's feeling right now with the whole weapons and everything, it wouldn't feel as bad if the, if this were implemented. I don't know, you know, twenty sixteen sometime. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of timing. Is it is it better than the previous datum? Sure, I'll, I'll give you that. It's slightly better than the previous. Okay, oh. keyword is slightly. slightly. Mm. Yeah, it's still a slight improvement. I'm not going to say it's like leaps and bounds better than the um, last Eden. Some people would say it's just the same damn thing. You just added fates. Um, it's slightly better. Uh, that, that's one pro that's slightly better, but it was just off time. It was horribly timed. And mm. going to um, kind of pushing ahead a little bit. Um, one of the questions from one of the interviews was talking about um, the way they're doing their content. And, you know, like the last few patches, I think from here on in are going to be, well, going into the, even going into Stormblood will be awkward patches, like at the end of the patch, at the end of the expansion cycle. Those will be the awkward type patches where you get content like this that makes certain things irrelevant. It's bound to happen. It always happens. Yeah. I think that what's going to be the big thing is that they made such a big deal about revamping the diadem and doing, you know, just, you know, trying to make up for their, and it literally mm -hmm. feels like they just said, hmm, fates, because everyone loves those. And I'll, I'll, I'll echo your sentiment slide that I think it's slightly better, only because you can kind of, you don't have to, you're not going to sit in there for two hours and grind like you used to unless you, yeah. unless you opt into it. But you can go in for 15 minutes, get some homestones, get some lock boxes, maybe save up some material for the expansion or get a new 265 piece to roll on. And if you're lucky, uh, maybe the emergency mission spawns while you're in there. And if you're even luckier, you actually beat it. And then if you're even luckier, you actually get a weapon. If you're even mm -hmm. luckier, it rolls the job that you actually want to play. Yep. So that's that's the big topic here, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this next, Mary. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. We knew there were weapons coming because of data mining. What we didn't mm-hmm. expect was for them to be five item levels higher than the current highest item level prior. Now, I actually jokingly said, "Fuck it, make it I two eighty. I said it in episode one hundred and three. Fuck it, make it all I two eighty. Who gives a shit? It's the end of the expansion. Mm. I think maybe they watched. Yeah, that, that maybe, they took it to heart. They took it to heart. Yeah. I think. I think they they were like, hmm, maybe not everything, but the weapons. Yeah, think about it. Of all the gear in Alexander, there's less weapons than everything else. Mm. So just the weapons. It's fine. What? Do, how do you feel specifically about the two eighty weapons, Mary? Because there's a whole heated mix of yeah. opinions out there. So from the get-go, as somebody who just recently finished their 275 Relic, who has almost another one finished, I really didn't care. Um, like, you know, the, to me, the patch is it's on the way out. You know, Stormblood's coming up. It's on the downward slide. People who have cleared Alexander have most likely already cleared Alexander if they really want to. I felt like it wasn't really going to make a huge impact in the game. Like, oh, there's a 280. And the fact that it's so astronomically small your chances of actually getting one that has good stats you know getting one period let alone one that has good stats um it just didn't bother me it's like maybe three people are gonna get one okay oh Um, let me tell you my friend (laughs) i've had some friends who have been pretty addicted and they've picked up some pretty ridiculous the most ridiculous weapon i've seen picked up so far although it's not a job he plays very frequently which is another key aspect Mm -hmm. is a monk weapon with 100-ish crit, 90-ish determination, 30-ish accuracy. Now, I want to... Now, Sly, I'm going to pick your brain about this next one. We regularly talk about item level like as, a, as a, a reward for content and how it's... You know, how the raid content generally rewards the best item level and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the reason for the... Uh, what, do you think the reason for the item level being 280 is because the diadem couldn't stand on its own two feet without a reward like that? That's a heavy reason to lean on. We already were a bit jaded from previous item. Adding a weapon like this wasn't going to improve anything other than the fact that you like this is your reward. And downside to it, it's necessary at this point in time. So, you would say it's necessary to have something, even though it's so rare, tantalizing to get people into content just before an expansion. Just for expansion card, no. no. Everyone's playing other games anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think it's worth it at that point. Again, it's just a matter of timing. Had this been you know, earlier in, in the uh, expansion cycle, sure. So let me, let, me, let me take that for a second, because that's the second time you've said that. Would you say that it – do you think they would have done a weapon that's higher than the highest raid tier weapon if it wasn't? Because that would that has a that is a much more impactful mm-hmm. effect we, on the game. Like bef- like imagine if just before Final Coil came out, like two months before, there's these weapons that are better than all of the Midas weapons that, that were out prior. We've had these conversations before. I think we had this conversation with LBR and had and this was the exact um, you know outcome they discussed of having a weapon that goes like I think he said on I think Nero said on par. With uh, current weight raid weapons, I'm like not above. I could, I could take maybe on par, but not a step above. 
But do you think it's different because we're at the end of the expansion and it's all going to get replaced anyway in a few months? Do you think that's do you, do you think it's that or do you think it's because they thought no one would do the diadem without the weapon? Little column A, little column B. Little column A, little column B. All right, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to jump to you on this one, Mary, because I think that item level calculations are something that you care about quite quite a bit. Maybe. The strength of armor, the strength of stat weights and things like that. Because okay. I know, I've, yeah. No. So one of the bigger complaints about the I-280 weapon is not that it's just I-280. It's mm. that it actually provides a stat increase equal to that of closer to I-285 or I-290. An example is yeah. from I-270 to I-275, you obtain about seven main stat on a weapon. Whereas mm. on this 280 weapon, you obtain about 13 more main stat than on the 275 weapon. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they did that with the crazy weapon damage values that don't match yeah, it's, the item level calculation yeah, at all? It's it's a really strange move. They they seem kind of oddly inflated, like you said. Like it's like it's an I80 or 280, but it seems like it's like 285, 290. And then, you know, some are smaller, obviously, like the machinist and all of them have like one less weapon damage or whatever. But I don't know. It really seems kind of strange, this whole situation. I mean, as I said earlier, like, I don't really care that they added it. But at the same time, I don't understand why they added it. I feel like they could have done something better to incentivize people to run it. Like if they added it as like, hey, you know, if you run this, you might get this 280. I feel like it would have been better if they had just 275s or even 270s with a higher drop rate than this so, super rare 280. So do you, so of these two reasons, which you think is more likely? That they increased it by so much to offset the random substats that you're going to get? Or that it's using the item level calculations from the expansion? I hadn't thought about that. That's... I gave that, that some thought. That could be, because they are going to be, you know, there's obviously the stat inflation moving forward and all that, so mm-hmm. that's a possibility. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I I, I kind of thought uh, it was kind of uh, telling of the times with the whole um, power creep issue going into uh, the expansion, um, because we, that, that was a question, another question that was asked. Um, you don't know how much in terms of stats and everything that, that we're going to see this power creep or the surge of power. Um, I mean, I know they talked about, you know, vitality, but you know, other stats are going to go that way too. And this is kind of like, I think a sign of things to come. So do you think, because here's the thing, power creep, most people want less of it and doubling mm-hmm. the amount of main stat you get is Mm-hmm. at least appears to be the opposite. Yeah. Do you think it's a sign that main stats are going to, and we'll touch on this a little bit later because this actually is a topic in one of the interviews. Uh, do you think that it's because main stat is going to start being valued way less than it currently is, where we have one attack power for certain main stats and then the 0.45 for strength vitality on tanks? Do you think that value is going to go down and they're going to increase the number? Because I don't see much of a benefit to doing it that yeah. way versus just decreasing yeah, the amount that they mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Um, like I, 
I want to say we're in need of power kind of compression or shrink to kind of combat this because I honestly think um, going forward, like with a with a power creep, it won't be as bad as what people um, what was said in the uh, interviews. I don't think it will be that bad, but I do definitely think we're in need of kind of like a power shrink sort of kind of uh, balance it out. Yeah, and that's why this is such a weird choice to like mm. just I don't know everything about this. I would love to pick their brain on as to why mm -hmm. they made this decision if there is an explanation. Um, but there's one specific comment from the official Q and A, which we'll get into in a little bit. First, we I just realized we never even discussed the actual obtaining of the weapon. <sighs> it sounds like someone here has had one too many bad experiences. Uh, I've seen the EQ. Four times. I've beaten it two times. That's pretty good odds. Yeah. So it's a little messy. For people who don't know, the really the only two major new things in the diadem is that fates pop up everywhere. And you generally want to complete those because those help spawn the a new emergency mission faster. They have better rewards. Some of them have minions, some of them give mm -hmm. lock boxes, uh, whatever. And then there's some other objectives for you to complete, but that's nothing too major. And then there's the emergency mission, which people are still speculating on how it spawns. Some people think you need to gather a total of 10K evaluation throughout an instance. Um, hmm. to, to give you a reference point, the one-star fates, I believe, are 100 evaluation flat, the boss fates. And most other ones sit somewhere between 30 and 50. So once the emergency mission is spawned, though, you have 15 minutes to complete this mission. And it generally just goes to shit most of the time. Step one, destroy the headstone. All right. That was easy. easy. That's easy. Yep. But then you get spawned into the actual arena, and there's three crystals, three mini-bosses, a bunch of elemental sprites, and two hellhounds. At the center of it all is the spawn point for the boss, which you're trying to protect and prevent him from spawning. Now tell me, what are your experiences after the headstone here? I want to hear if, if Sly, did you get, have you had any emergency missions? Yes, I have. All right, we'll start with you then. What was your initial experience with the emergency mission? Uh, after the headstone... Um... Oh, by the way, apparently, and I didn't get to go to the Q&A, uh, Yoshi P confirmed that Fates <clears throat> had nothing to do with the emergency mission. Got it. Next after time. the head, headstone, we kind of went to the crystals and everybody was in my lines was like, well, maybe we should go to ice. Let's, let's do ice. Okay, fine. Um, maybe some people should go to the middle. Uh, okay, fine. And then, you know, I think what shot us in the foot was the fact that not enough people went to middle to take out the hellhounds at first, and then we couldn't get, we couldn't go help out everybody on their ads, so the wind and the thunder ads, we couldn't go help out, and then, of course, the boss, the boss spawned, and we, we got kicked out at 9% on the boss. You know, you still do better than most groups usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that is that your only emergency mission? Uh, the second one I think was like sixteen. <laughs> it's even worse. It, got, it was worse. Yeah. <laughs> Mary, what about you? You've had four of them. Let's, <clears throat> let's get a good and a bad. So the good is when people kill ads and tanks, tank bosses where they're supposed to be tanks, <laughs> facing the way they're supposed to or be just faced. Tanks, tank bosses, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, the bad is 
partially the players, partially just the content. Everything hits so hard. hard. You get one shot. You can get one shot if you don't. Some of it's just so unforgiving. So, like, you'll have ads that spawn, these elementals, and they do a massive room-wide, platform-wide AoE and have a little tiny pinpoint under them to stand to be safe. And if you get hit by that massive AoE, you die. You just die. And so I've seen entire parties just instantly wiped out because they were spread out and they didn't stack under the ad in time. And then the boss goes to the middle and everyone else starts to die and everything loses it. And once the train is off the tracks, it is almost impossible. I've never seen it brought back on because people just trickle in and ads are running everywhere and bosses are everywhere and the crystals are just you know spawning all of these ads and the uh, the specific elemental ones are doing their giant AOEs and killing everybody, and the bosses are just one-shotting you as you zone in. It's a goddamn mess. It's a mess. That's well, at least that's specific. So why don't, why don't we why don't we talk about probably the most approachable way, or what we think is probably the most approachable way? There's two mm. things you want to do in phase two when all the ads are alive. You want to make sure that they don't destroy the middle pillar. Mm. And the last enemies you want to kill are the crystals. You want yep. everything else dead before you kill the crystals. Mm. Yeah. So, the most viable thing it seems to do is to have everyone go mid. At first, for about 20 seconds, you can do this. Yep. And murder as many of the things that are in the middle as possible. Start taking out those hellhounds, take out the elementals, whatever. About 15 seconds after that, three groups need to go intercept the bosses on the three corners because they'll just run straight to the middle if you don't engage them. And then they got to not fuck up like you just said because if they do, it mm. immediately goes downhill. And then at the same oh, yeah. time, you need to be dodging all the other elementals you were talking about. Mm. And then once the hellhounds are dead, you break off, kill the three, and do their mechanics properly. And then you break off and kill the crystals. You act like coordination and deities. I mean... Sometimes nobody says anything and just you hope for the best. My first victory mm -hmm. was just nobody knew what to do. And everybody just went in and even with trickling in, managed to win with six minutes left. <sighs> yeah. But I have a question. What does this say for this specific design or battle design? This is the most basic of don't get hit by the AoE. It's just one of the first pieces of content that isn't Savage and, I guess, Extreme Primals, where if you do get hit by the AoE, it's going to be bad. <laughs> mm, pretty much. <laughs> really bad. Especially if you don't have gear. And a lot of people in there don't. That's why they're in there. Yeah. Do you think that this, that this kind of punishing content... It's punishing, but not like it's mechanically difficult. This mm -hmm. punishing content is something... Excluding the rest of the diadem, something that's somewhat welcome in Final Fantasy fourteen. I would say yes, if not for the fact that you're with a bunch of random people. It's not twenty four man friendly, I feel. Took the words right on It's not seventy two man friendly. Not seventy two no. man friendly, yeah. Definitely not seventy two man friendly. Um with an organized group? Absolutely, sure. You know, a slightly organized group, sure. But just a bunch of random people, it's a little much. But you really want to put together that many people, though, no. in a free main. <laughs> what is this, World of Warcraft? Vanilla? Yeah, 40 no man raids? You. No thank you mm. on that front. Um, so just to be clear, if, you, if the boss in the middle spawns, either from the pillar dying or from the crystals dying, 
Any ads still alive get a huge damage buff. So much so that their auto attacks will do about 50k damage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Mary's, also doesn't help. Mary seems all too familiar with Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, just kill the crystal so everything will despawn. Nothing despawned. Uh oh. <laughs> Everything's killing us. Everything's yeah. killing us. <laughs> Um, and then the boss spawns, and really all he does is summon a bunch of adds, shoot a bunch of AoEs, and then go to the middle of the room, and everybody needs to step on platforms on the mm. side. And the platforms, unlike certain other platforms where you need to have exactly the number, it's just as long as that many people have stepped on it, yep, it, it, unlocks. Trigger, it, it unlocks. So you don't yeah. need to keep the people there. You can just run along them and uh, take care of the rest. It's just the minimum number needs to be on that. Mm. Um, overall, the emergency mission itself... It's just one. It's the same emergency mission every time. Do you think the diadem could have benefited? And I, Sly, I'm going to hit you with this one. Do you think the diadem could have benefited from a greater variance in emergency mission versus a shit ton of fates and more frequent emergency missions, maybe with scaled back rewards? Uh, more emergency missions, yes. Uh, the fates really don't do anything for me. I don't. Like, th after Yokai, I don't think they do anything for anyone, man. Anybody, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, maybe having you know two or three more uh, variances in the emergency mission would make it interesting. It would make it a little bit more, you know, pleasant. And actually, it, it would make the sting right now a little bit bearable with the whole weapons and everything. It would. I would definitely go in and do more. I'm still gonna do it just because you know it's still a source of money. You can get some good shit and do them. Um, and so I'd recommend that for anyone. Um, still gonna do it, but yeah, it it would have been better with more more emergency missions. Overall, what do you guys grade the new diadem? Give me give me a number out of ten. The old one, I would say four out of ten. This one, six out of ten. Same number. I'm I'm gonna sit with a six too. I don't mind doing a few of them a day if mm. I'm not doing much else. But I by no means go, yeah, diadem. Mm. The lockboxes was a good idea. Everyone that, likes yeah, opening loot I boxes. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we're going to see that. I mean, they did it for Pals of the Dead. They're doing it here. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling we're going to keep seeing that system pop up in Stormblood. It's not one I, it's not one I dislike. I feel like you can... Mm -hmm. Add some variety in the rewards when it's mm -hmm. opening lockboxes. Pepper and some minions, maybe little glamour yeah. items. You know? but, but again, we can agree a slight, not, not a huge, but slight improvement. Yeah. Slight improvement. It's better. It, it, it's it, not worse. Break it, and now if you just sit in the zone and farm face, it's going to feel almost exactly like the old diadem minus the emergency yeah. mission. Mm -hmm. That's it's the like, problem. It's like you got a prick on your thumb with the original diadem, and now you still have that Prick in your thumb, but now it has a band-aid over it. Right? It's a little better. It's right. a little better. I, guess... I honestly felt Oh go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead, you go ahead. That mine was a honestly... thought. Yeah, I honestly felt like the sky was, was the limit in terms of what they could do to improve it and almost like they, they hit a ceiling somewhere somewhere. The sky was the limit. Yeah. They you go. had you could go anywhere with it and anything would have been better, and that's what they did. It's better, but so my only concern now is they. I feel like I want to know the distinction between Eureka and Diadem 
more clearly. Obviously, they've spoken mm -hmm. about the whole, it's focused on the anima weapon or the new relic equivalent. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. And on top of that, they have the super rare, like, spawns at very rarely notorious monsters that everyone can group up and try to kill that should pose a moderate threat, which, based on the emergency mission, they are somewhat capable of creating something that is a threat to 72, oh, in theory, they sure are. random players. So, is yeah. this a, for, and I'll start with Mary and Sly, we'll get your closing thoughts on this after. Do you think this is a good sign for Eureka? Or do you want Eureka to really distinguish itself as much different from the Diadem? I'm okay with it being a foundation, but I want a lot more. I want a lot more meat to it. If there's not something to bite into outside of just, you know, killing various NMs and fates and stuff like that. That's I don't want that. I want something more impactful. So if they can take this and evolve it significantly sure but if it's not much different from this or just a little bit better than this i'm gonna be disappointed personally sly i want something completely different <laughs> completely <laughs> different um I, I i agree i agree with you mary that uh this is a foundation this this was a test dm1 and this what combined is a test uh didn't do so well not do so well they can they can again only improve the sky i say this again the sky's the limit i don't want to be disappointed with eureka but um i definitely want them to go in a different direction with eureka all right so with that out of the way we can now move into the interviews that have happened and mm -hmm. so with pax there were four major things there's the official q a from pax east <sighs> Yeah, I, let's pretend that doesn't exist. Anyway, we have uh, the Reddit interview. We have the Gamer Escape interview. And my favorite is the Mog Talk interview. Definitely um, the better of the, better of the I, interviews. I didn't even put the live Q&A in the notes. But that's okay. I just want to quickly cover the live Q&A if you guys... Do, do you have to? You know what's funny? Matt Hilton on stage said, before anyone asks any questions, remember... You can ask questions about Peaches, or you can ask questions about 4.0. Please think about it. <laughs> and it sounded like they didn't give that much thought. <laughs> no. Yeah. So let's, let's break yeah. down the most popular questions, the most popular answers. I think we have to tackle my account got banned guy. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the guys literally just raises his hand and says, hey, my account got banned and your support doesn't pick up the phone. <laughs> and this, by the way, this is why we don't get live Q&As anymore. Or at least why NA shouldn't have them anymore. At least mm -hmm. Europe's where they had the questions in the box at FanFest were okay. They may have made him get up and walk away, but it was still a good question. I don't even know how to... How I, I wonder if he ever got his account unbanned. <laughs> That's a good question. It's a, it's a direct way of dealing with customer service. I, I, I go right to the corrector. That's right. Let's ask OCP at the next live one if that guy ever got his Yeah. That's a great idea. Next PAX East. PAX, PAX yeah. East. Okay. We had the question from the person whose main job is an interior designer regarding housing 
Which is fine. We get housing questions. Mm. Just, we have a catalog. For I, I didn't know that you could roll a main job interior designer. Although, honestly, that's because I'm in Elysium and nobody in this free company has any fucking idea how to design a house. <laughs> they hire people to do it. <laughs> They're like, hey, you, make our house not look like shit. Hey, you contract <laughs> people you to go. make your house look look good honestly a, and then it's and then like an em member just like says you know what i want that in a different spot and it's it just goes to shit immediately <laughs> maybe they hired this guy it's possible i don't know what server he was on wow i think the question that pissed people off the most was his answer to the i-280 weapons so his exact response the translator had to you know pantomime this i just want an excuse to use that word Y'all need to calm down. <laughs> that upsets some people. But what upsets some people even more is the translation for his comment on the animal weapon versus the 280 weapon. Mm -hmm. And now this is... Shouldn't be taken literally, but it was sure as hell stated literally. He said the animal weapons are still the best. <laughs> That's how it was presented to us mm -hmm. in a paraphrase translated meant to be fit in an hour form and it did not go over well <laughs> nope 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 and do you think he just knows something we don't maybe he he actually knows the truth and we're all wrong maybe maybe the i, uh... I hope so <laughs> <laughs> I, never mind <laughs> i can't even he can't. He just gave up on his thought mid yeah. mid, mid sentence no. and just like I need water. I can't. Yep. I can't do it. Yep. I. I don't know. I I have no idea what he was thinking. I think it was in con like it had to be in context to like the reliability of obtaining mm. one. It had to be, right? Or or just the idea like overall like it's also glamour you need glamour and it's probably gonna have a a boost for the next relic weapon so it has value in that and like maybe all that stuff together i feel like we need a follow-up interview <laughs> we need a fifth interview here just mm. to ask about questions that he answered again because uh was it we do that every q a though we ask the same goddamn question no 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 we're not asking the same question we're asking him to clarify the answer to the question from before so we're not asking it again we're asking what his answer actually meant because we his think answer will probably still be the same if he can't even say anything yeah no he gotta be this no he's gotta be able to say something about that mm -mm. <laughs> he's, mm. he's just he's just like he's a it's, puppet it's wishful thinking wishful thinking <laughs> Okay, so the Q&A did have some other things. No cleric stance, blah, blah, blah. You know, there, mm -hmm. there were some other things there. But for the most part, I didn't even go to it, and I was at PAX East. Um, people just came up and told me what happened. Uh, and most of them were like, eh. So mm. let's move forward from there. Yay. Let's tackle Mog Talk's interview first. Now, this is yes. a, now these are questions, and these are answers. By the way, for those who don't know, Mog Talk is a weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. They just celebrated their 100th episode, which was this last Saturday, and it's every Saturday. It was started at 1 p.m. PST this last weekend, but it's normally um, it's normally 2 p.m. Because I end my stream at 2, yeah. So it's nor 2 p.m. Pacific, unless they changed it starting last week. Every Saturday, go there and watch it, because the questions you get from Frosty are no bullshit. You understand? 
No bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that the other interviews were, were bullshit. The other interviews yeah. were actually really, really good. Yeah. And they all worked together to not a- ask the same questions. Same question. Thank God. Yeah, Reddit and Gamerscape luckily sat in on the same interview. Um, but Frost, I'm just, I'm just, I'm happiest with Frosty's answers and I'm not, or Frosty's questions. And I know that he was like, I'm going to get some, just, I'm going to ask you the question that everyone's going to like. And the really big question here was something I don't know about you guys. I've been asking for this for ages is the addition of raid achievements, things like beating a fight for minimum item level or handling a mechanic in an an, an atypical way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like maybe nobody ever being hit by a mechanic that normally groups their standard strategy is to let someone get hit. Um, I guess maybe an example would be what's a what's a good one? everybody needs to survive double cross line or double cross whatever in a nine savage or something mm. or doing yep. nissi the ne- right way ne- ne- yeah or do nissi <laughs> 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 you know like do, doing something like a nine savage with never using the shrinking mechanic to dodge double double mm. uh double what the fuck is scrap that? Close, scrap, scrap line, line. Scrap i could only say clothesline yeah. and i knew it wasn't that yeah, d- yeah. With things like that so you have to mm-hmm. go out of your way to do like super mitigations or yeah. odd or odd mm. mechanics or like a11 savage without ever uh letting any attack except whirlwind damage the towers or something like that mm-hmm. right. you know things that'll actually push people to do the fights again in a different way yeah and for the first time i think i'm very very happy with yoshi p's answer although i'm a bit surprised by it at the same time he said that's a great idea <laughs> We'd need to make something to make it work, but that's a great idea. <laughs> I think he heard cost efficient in the question. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. I can check it from the shut the fuck up. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he did, he did say some things would be difficult to, you know, track in terms of uh, things in a fight. Um, some things would be easier than others, like just actually pushing mechanics. That's the easiest thing to track, you know pretty much push the mechanic um i think things like you know doing one set of puddles in a12 or something or yeah that that's kind of a bit more consuming hey wow can do it we can find a way that's all i'm saying that's what i'm saying we can we can eventually find a way but i do hope that this somehow gets into raid and get really good rewards from it i don't think they need to be good rewards i think players just needed like i remember the big thing with wow is like if you complete an entire raid tier's worth of achievements you got them out mm-hmm. um and i think that that alone or titles or something i think any sort of acknowledgement that you completed yeah. this task and you're one of the few who has completed it is enough mm-hmm. for the hardcore raiders that just want that acknowledgement you know i i think that's really the big thing here is it's it is basically taking fights that already exist and forcing yourself to do it a different way just for the sake of taking on this achievement and this challenge. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, Savage Quail. You know, just titles, yeah. that's all you got. Yeah, yeah, basically they said, however you guys are beating the fights, fuck you, we're going to fix it. That's it. You suck. Um, do you think they could do this in dungeons too? Dungeon bosses? Just That would be cool. Just... But they'd have to be a little more difficult, probably. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. I probably be, wouldn't be too much concerned with dungeon achievements more than great achievements. It would be good to see in the game, but personally speaking, I probably wouldn't pay too much attention to it. I think it would tie well into their idea of four-man content that's like savage difficulty mm-hmm. that they've talked about briefly, potentially being a thing. I think it would go really well with that. All right. 
Well, that's just one of the many questions that Mog Talk actually had. Uh, some of the other questions included some that we got a little bit more clarification on. He asked about the the imbalance of queues uh, regarding tanks and. Uh, you know, the fact that we're getting two new DPS. He even gave mm. us a little bit more insight. He said that tanks will almost always level something that isn't a tank second. He says they'll level the tanks first because the raids are coming, and then the very next thing they level will not be a tank. He did openly say that, and... <laughs> not this one. You're going to do it the opposite, because you are, I imagine, going to want that... Yeah, you're going to want yeah, that Yeah, I'm going Samurai. Fucking Final Fantasy Eleven nerd. Anyway. <laughs> Where's my main in Eleven? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm it's ready. It's all right. We already knew. We already knew you were going down that path. Mm. Um, and then there was also uh, questions about making daily quests more interesting. And they said they are. That's a concern, you know. And same with debuffs. Again, they answered the question very similarly. You know, we'll answer it in another live letter. But we are completely aware it's a problem. So he had a lot of very end game player focused questions. There's very little glamour, very little. So that's it. Just it just appealed to my personal needs. Whereas the Reddit and Gamer Escape are a good mix of all the other questions. Mm -hmm. I feel. Right. So remember, guys, Mog Talk Saturdays at 2 p.m. Pacific. Go. Go Frosty's like the third twin out of me and Ethos. I'm sorry. You're gonna need to elaborate. He, he kind of, he kind of looks like me, just a little bit. So that makes him the third twin. Yeah, because Ethis and I are twins, and so he's the third one. He's the third twin. Yeah, y'all, y'all. I mean, he's a triplet. <laughs> he's the third. Tw I kept trying he's to get the third twin. He's a third okay. twin. Listen, he's a third okay. twin. Three, three twin. Okay. It's three twin. I love, I love. Face down. Oh man. Three twin. Just, okay, he's the Ooh. third twin. Got it. That's that's Frosty's new nickname. He's the third twin. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this. Okay. We wish, I wish that we had a clown horn. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wouldn't that just be a thing? That'd be cool. <laughs> three uh, twins. Okay. Hashtag it. three twins. Hashtag three twins. Got Get it. That started. I don't right. know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not at all. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So from the Reddit one, there's actually a great number of questions. Um, but again, we'll be here all fucking day if we try to cover every little detail that's in these interviews. Like we, like we did when Burn was on and it took almost three hours. When I was like, I don't think it's going to be that long of a show, Burn. He's like, yeah, no, it should be that. And fucking three hours later and sly crying tears of laughter which happens every time burn is on um we we had a bunch of questions just to run through you know they asked if there's gonna be new crafting specializations same ones we have now new desynthesis items but they're not going to expand the content really um will there be another long break which they've answered already so a lot of these things we've seen um the request repair thing the big one the, there's two big ones for me the first one is yoshi p talking about how they're trying to figure out some compatibility issues with implementing a colorblind mode. Mm -hmm. So I want to get you guys thoughts, because this goes back a long way. In mm. 2.0, the original AOE markers, I'm not going to say what color they were, but the, they were very hard to see for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They updated them. They were easier to see. But then they updated them again, and they were even easier to see. And then they've done things like update turn 9 to make it so that they're distinguishable with means other than color. They kept making changes to the game for colorblind players 
but instead of making a colorblind mode. Why do you think that was? And Sly, I'll start with you. Why do you think it was just, why did they just keep making changes for people like me when my eyes are clearly inferior to everyone else's <clears> instead of just adding this mode? Couldn't, they couldn't seriously have been actively developing this and have compatibility issues for four years. Do you think it was strictly on the basis of just four colorblind players? It, it, because I say that because, you know, some of the changes I saw over time, um, one most notable was in St. Mosion's and you, like the AOE kind of blended within the environment and I couldn't tell what the fuck was an AOE and what wasn't at that time. Um, yeah, some of the changes they make help and some of the changes hinder. That was one that hindered. I think the 2.0 AOE circles were just bad in general and I think those needed mm -hmm. updating. Oh, yeah. But when they changed them the first time, they said it was because of colorblind players and then they changed them again to make them even more visible with the pulsing that like tells you how long the cast is going well, like, you know, kind of lets you know it's a yeah. casting, it's hitting that range. Right. Um, I think maybe the first time it was for everyone, the second time it may have specifically been for us, even though they've said otherwise. Um, I'm just curious, uh, it, could it be PS3? Could it really, be, could it have been a PS3 limitation? Mary? PS3. PS3. <laughs> no, um, I... I feel like part of it is probably just because it was easier to apply the changes just globally instead of having like developing a, a separate engine to run like this, you know, or a separate function to run this setting and apply all those settings, you know, and have them separate, easier to just stack it on top of whatever you already have. And again, you know, it does apply to other people because they were, you know, while I could see them, they were kind of difficult originally and they got better and better. So it's something that benefits everyone, but more so colorblind players. So kind of maybe. Sorry. No. Oh. Um, well, what's really weird is they said the main reason why that he's actually been getting this question a lot is because of Zervin. I have, I don't, Zervin's red and blue what? are not colors that are like, that's not a, <laughs> those are pretty different. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm trying to think of an AOE from Zervin that would bring this up, and none comes to mind. Maybe it's because I just skip sore, so I don't see the AOEs. But um, <laughs> maybe I don't know. It's something I did not know you were just going there. Something I'm missing because I don't mm -hmm. know why Zervin in particular. Because they said the circles that are red and blue, and I'm just thinking to myself, those are two very fucking different colors. Mm. Even I can see the difference between those. That's like there's red, green, like. It was red green, I would understand. New party finder. Colorblind. Must skip sore. Small meteors during the ads. I could understand that one. Those ones are just so fast, regardless, even yeah. if you can see them. They're kind of annoying. Do you think the issue is like stuff stacking? I mean, that's always an issue. Like when shit tons of AoE stack on top of each other, it's yeah, kind of. You can't, yeah. I mean, you can kind of. Once you get used to it, you can kind of tell, but I don't think that's the issue at hand here. I mean, it might be. It might be one of them. I don't know how that's a colorblind issue unless you kind of things do stack you make the color stand out a little bit more just to emphasize it i, don't know. I think it's just the fact that it, it the the circles are red and blue implies that those are the two that are having trouble i think red i mean maybe there's red aoe's on red aoe's i'm not thinking of and blue on blue that may be actually the problems people are having 
Like, for example, if you have the red marker above your head and there's like a fire AOE on the ground from Soar and you mm -hmm. can't see, like, that would make more sense to me than mm -hmm. just the circles are red and blue. Because those are not two colors that regularly clash for colorblind people unless you see in black and white, then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, the other thing I want to talk about is stats. Because that's another question they ask is regarding um, stats and if we'll have a squish of any kind or if there's any sort of way to approach power creep. And the answer is, in terms of the formulas that are being used, we will be making adjustments so that it won't increase so much as you're going to your next level cap of 70. But there will be an increase inherently, and it might be somewhere upwards of 100,000. He's referring to the health of tanks, for example. Uh, but we will be making an adjustment. So what that implies is that when the item level goes up, the formulas will change in such a way that it's not as big of a power creep that it was from a Realm Reborn to Heavensward. As an example, by the way, towards the end of a Realm Reborn, 500-ish DPS was like a good place to be. I've seen monks do like 600 and dragoons do 600-ish. Mm -hmm. But um, now it's at like, you know, you do like 2,500. It's like it almost went up five times pretty much yeah. with just yeah. barely doubling the item level. Mm -hmm. Um what do you what do you think? Do you think we need a squish, or do you think that having a hundred thousand? Some people don't want to have a hundred thousand health. They just think it's it's that's where shit gets ridiculous, especially when they look at warrior soloing everything. I mean, I'm always of the mind people you know they don't want it at first, but as you play, you just get used to the new numbers. I mean, that's how it was with Heaven's Word. You know, it's like we had this huge jump in HP compared to ARR, and it's like, well, you just got used to it eventually. You know, I had 10k HP as a tank in ARR. Now I have 40, 50k, you know. Get used to it. <laughs> do you just get, do, Sly, do you get annoyed by, like, when numbers just get crazy and say, I mean, we're not talking World of Warcraft where you do, like, 27 million crits. Which yeah. Is just, I don't even understand why numbers, they don't even, shouldn't even put numbers. They should just, like, a boss has, like, 10,000 hits and your hit did two. Fuck it. It's easier than fucking bothering with this kind of shit. Do you think that there's is there a point for you, Sly, where you think the numbers will get too out of hand? Eventually, we're gonna get there. I, I don't think I don't think 4.0 will be the time when we start hitting crazy numbers. We're already starting uh, in terms of just regular DPS or just actual. Uh, well, okay, um, we're already on the way. For one, with the whole Nokian change, um, you know, Chen. Yeah, but we're already on the way with that. Uh, the power up with new skills, with new skills, I think, um, not just stats, but um, lost my fucking train of thought. Uh, I honestly don't think we, we need a power creep, we need a power. Squish. So you want the squish. You do. You do want I, the squish eventually. I, I want the squish. It does. It does. Um, it does feel good and like pride wise when you see big numbers. But sometimes, like even looking at some of the numbers on FF logs, it, it seems a little like crazy. And I'm like, that's just gonna keep going up. It's gonna keep going up with skills. And I'm just sitting here like, how the fuck does that happen with gear? Like you, your numbers go up with gear and weapons and shit like that. But when you get new skills and new changes of stats and it just gets completely fucking ridiculous, there, there has to be a stopping point, I think. What, would, what is your stopping point, Sly? When do you think it's too much? Give me a number. I can't give you a number. Give me a I number. Can't give you a, 
I can't give you. You don't want to give me a number because you just want to keep seeing your crits go up. Those life surge crits. I would be content oh. with getting to like 100k, and then squishing it back down, and you know. So you you want to see it go up, and then you want to see it come back down. Yeah. I mean, I'm well, you want to see it come back down to go back up again. Yeah, because then you have I mean, room just, to go back up again. It's really it. fucked yeah. up. Just, you just keep <laughs> smushing it down. It gets too high, push it down. It goes back up. Just keep pushing it down. I take all these emotions and I just bottle them up, but I push them deep down yeah, inside. Exactly. I just pretty, and I just pretty much ignore them. Mm -hmm. And eventually, Twintania will have like you know ten HP. Just <laughs> cruncher. <laughs> level 100 right no uh, oh man <laughs> okay i think we've i think we've beat that point into oblivion okay mm. stat power creep let me crunch no, that point no squish just reducing the pace at which we increase is the current plan okay and then we have the gamer escape interview now the gamer escape interview happened alongside the reddit one and the Reddit one has a lot more questions i'm not sure if there was like overlap on their questions so like reddit took i don't know because reddit just had more questions uh mm. than um than that one overall and the questions are pretty straightforward they asked for some clarifications about liberating alamigo versus doma which we were just told there was some misunderstanding uh and even that answer wasn't too satisfactory uh deep dungeon will be in stormblood we knew this already but we know more details um veteran reward system is being replaced with loyalty system we knew this as well um, ask about Proto Ultima being a trial, which they clarified that they said they, they never said that. <laughs> they flat out never said it. Mm -hmm. um, issues downloading the patch. You know how many times, how many times you guys been streaming and somebody says, hey, I, I'm getting version check errors and I can't download the patch. Two times a week. Yeah, uh, that's about average. After 3.5, what was it, 3.51? Not 3.55A, whatever the other one was before that. Uh, mm. I literally had it twice a day. People were having the issue. Mm. And Yoshi P's just like, uh... Now, are the majority of issues you, you guys hear about uh, PS4 or PC? Or so it of... started as PS4 around 3.3. Mm -hmm. But after 3.5, a lot of PC people started coming to me with the issue. Mm. Say it's, rare, it's, it's rare I get, I get people with PC issues asking about like um, like patch updates or anything like that and why can't I update? It's with PC, there's like a bajillion things that can be. With the PS4, most of the time, if you set it to Google's DNS, it fixes mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But with the PC, it's like you gotta delete your fucking uh, browsing your, your cookies from fucking Internet Explorer and you gotta restart your computer and you gotta make sure your firewall has everything set as an exception and there's like a bajillion things that go wrong. And eventually, it's like, try a VPN. Fuck it. That's it. And that usually ends mm -hmm. up being the step that actually works. Um, talking about crafters and gatherers and getting them involved more socially in content. And uh, they mentioned Hamlet. And no, Mary, we're not doing Hamlet. Don't fucking give me frowny faces. Yeah, okay. You gotta explain what Hamlet was to me. Because I was, you know, I... It's a tiny pig. No. Stop Ham it. Okay. No. No. <laughs> no. Stop it. So Hamlet was content that existed uh, back in one point, I guess probably 1.2-ish was around the time it was joined. So basically what it was is you have several days or like a week or something to gather uh, supplies to defend a Hamlet. 
you know, a garrison, hamlet, whatever you want to call it. And uh, everyone who contributed got contribu contribution points. And the top three people for each hamlet got bonus rewards if they participated in hamlet while, the, while they were at the top of the contribution. Um, once the contribution is finished, it's locked for like a week again. And so then once again, it comes around and you're going to have to contribute again to get on top of the list. Basically, the big thing is that first, second, and third had a higher chance of getting the items that were needed for the prerequisite for the Relic Quest. Um, I think first place had a 50% chance of obtaining a personal item. You needed three of them from mm -hmm. each hamlet, so you needed nine total. And the hamlet itself basically boiled down to protect the hamlet from, beasts, from beastmen. And what most people would do to get maximum score for the best rewards is they had to bring one tank, one healer, maybe a second healer or a DPS, and then like five crafters. And all the crafters do is make potions and they throw them at the NPCs and the NPCs just do all the fighting for you and you drag that. Mm -hmm. And at the end, you just grab the boss and the tank kites him for fucking 20 minutes. Run around a tree, yeah. Run around the fucking tree, the set, whatever it is. You just kite him in a fucking circle for 25 minutes while the crafters generate all the score that they can. And when you think you've reached the max score because you can't see it until after you finish, then you, kill the, then you kill the bad guy. The NPCs at that point are probably OP as shit because you crafted so many items for them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then whatever, you get the rewards. It was some decent gear. The relic items were the big thing. And it was uh, slow. It was boring. And I don't want it. I can still vividly remember every path for cutting the bosses in all three hamlets. <sighs> now, that you didn't have to do it that way. That was just the best rewards. Mm-hmm. So it's the way everyone did it. It's kind of yep. like, you know, it's like any other content. People figure out the best way. That's how they're gonna fucking do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want Hamlets personally. I want more gather crafter content. I'm cool with that. I'm still I down for the fucking gatherer fates, man. I'm still down for that. Fucking. I would be cool with a re envisioned Hamlet that's a little better and not so boring. Because I like the idea of like mixing and working together. You know. D-O-W, D-O-H, D-O-L. I'm cool with that. What? I wanted that in Diadem. I wanted that yeah. in Diadem. Yeah. I wanted it to be yeah. like there were gathering points where you could get like damage plus 10% if you protected the gatherer while they, they mm -hmm. hit a node or uh, get drop rate plus or more brass or just a flat amount of brass spoil. You technically could get brass spoils from the way it worked before. Mm -hmm. But like I was always down yeah. for those ideas. They just not five crafters and a dude running in a circle yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah of 20 course. minutes of course <laughs> please that's the only thing i don't want yeah more synergy would be more, cool more synergy and less kite in the circle for fucking mm -hmm. 20 minutes that's that's all i want okay um the big one here though for me and i'm sure that mary's gonna agree with me on this one as somebody who loves looking at the new world map favnair favnair is literally smack dab between us and authored and we were like, are we going to get to go there? Nope. Not yet. Not yet. He said not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You won't be able to access it right away as of the launch of 4.0. Mm -hmm. Do you think we'll get to go to Thavnir? It's like maybe Ivelisse has something to do with Thavnir. Maybe, maybe there's something else going on. I don't know. Do you think we'll get to go to Thavnir at any point here? Yeah. Blue Mage. Blue Mage. One day. You already got your, you already got your samurai. You know that, right? Blue Mage tank in 5.0. So you're saying not even a possibility in 4.0? Uh, I mean, maybe. I feel like, if anything, it might be towards the end, kind of like setting up for the next expansion. Mm -hmm. 
let's go to Davner. Yeah, I'm I'm saying a late, you know, four point X patch. I hope for the love of God it's not just a dungeon. Like Thabner. Oh, yeah. Please, for the love of God, don't don't do to this what you did to Zelfatol, where it's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you really can't explore it all. This fuck it. You just you're going. Mm-hmm. You're going. That's it. That's all you it's all you really need to know. Yeah. All right. So those are just some of the few points from the interviews. Obviously, it's still a lot longer. Be sure to check all of them out if you're watching uh, Mod Talk, Reddit, Gamer Escape, and the official live Q&A. Now, normally, that would be the end of the show. Be about, about an hour show, approximately. Yeah, about an hour show. Yeah. But there's one more thing we need to talk about. Something That's that was some... just released last night. Some data. Some data? What's, what kind of data are you talking about, Sly? These numbers. We got a new. We got a new census from uh, Lucky Boncho, and I, I always love looking at the numbers. I didn't get a chance to organize it like I usually do. So I just got it before the show, um, but it's always good to look at you know stuff like savage clears and things like, and active players, things like that. That is literally the number number the two number one things we track here, and the two things we're going to be talking about. So Lucky Boncho mm-hmm. has done a bunch of unofficial census since I, uh, over the years of Final Fantasy fourteen to keep us sort of appraised as to an, a guesstimate of the number of active players in the game, as well as how raid progression is actually going. Now, uh, we're going to be highlighting, the first thing is active characters, and specifically how they've trended over the years. We have all of the, pre- the past official and unofficial sensei, censuses, census, sensei, yeah. Sensei. Sensei. There you go. That's all right. That seems accurate. Yeah. Um, and we can see where we're currently at. As of the 13th of March, 2017, according to Lucky Boncho's unofficial census, we are at approximately 560,000 active characters. Now, for reference, that is 70,000, approximately 64,000 higher than it was back in November of 2016. Growing. Growing. Mm-hmm. Is it so? Are people on their way back because Stormblood's on its way? Oh yeah. More than likely, yes. Um, so what do, you, what do you have to say about the people who just think it's just on a constant decline? No. No? That's it? That's your whole answer? No? No. No? Up. Up? Up. I mean, you can't help but – I mean, the, most people who are saying this are people who are looking at their own communities and people who don't necessarily log in every day who are offline mm. more often than they're online mm. kind of thing. I, you know, you can't take anything away from them. That's, you know, the group that, they've, that they interact with. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, on, I think on a, as a whole, it ebbs and flows with, with content. Yeah. I want to see that next week now that the diadem has been out. <laughs> I want him to do another one next week. Yeah. I think I think he needs more time to register people as inactive. Mm. But uh, but I think it's a lot. Of, I know a lot of people as soon as they saw the diet and they're like, and officially on break. And, and we say this like I say this all the time. But in terms of the Lucky Boncho data, the numbers are kind of skewed. Always because they're never oh. they're never taken directly from like back end. It's literally a formula that that analyzes the lodestone and determines yeah. based on certain parameters people who are most likely to have actually logged in and played their character within a certain And it's time only for a set time. And it's not yeah. for yeah. a certain period. It's just that certain time. So no, it's, it's definitely skewed. 
yeah, like these 560,000 active characters, there may be 100,000 there that, you know, were not part of the 496,000 that were active back in November. There's no, it's not saying that it's exactly these same people plus 64,000. It's people who are not logging in every day and the people who are logging in. And there are also people who just stopped logging in from Diadem. They wouldn't be picked up from this because they are technically logged in within the time frame that is given here. Mm -hmm. so it is again not entirely accurate but it is interesting to see the trends especially if we look at over the years the way the game has trended um when early access launched there were 331,000 players in early access by the time first of september rolled around which was four days after the official launch uh by the way 26th of august is the 331,000 that's the last day of early access so the day before the game officially launched by the 1st of September, it was 522,000. By the 8th of September, it was 600,000. By the 16th of September, it was 668,000. By the 24th, it was 729,000. And by the 2nd of October, 773,000 with 817,000 on the 14th of October. The first month were, was fucking glory days. I think we can agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, however, he changed his formula after the 14th of October to exclude characters that were under level 11. So that was being included in the old numbers. All those first numbers were including players with characters under level 11. He just strictly got rid of that. Moving forward, 670,000, 684,000. And the PS4 release was the all-time peak of players for the game. Thank you, Sly. You're welcome. You didn't, did you play when PS4 first launched? or did you, I, We had this discussion before, or was it sometime after? Second wave of beta. beta second wave of beta okay yeah. yeah so you're part of that 886,000 after the release on the ps4 um, yep. he then adjusted it even further and made it so characters under level 21 no longer counted and it went da back down um about a, about three months later to 650,000 then at warlords of draenor launch 574 heaven's ward launch 824,000 um, then he changed the formula again and made it so characters without amount no longer counted. And then just before WoW Legion launched, they also made it so that characters under level 36 no longer counted. And it was right when WoW Legion launched, about 500,000. So he keeps excluding more and more groups of mm -hmm. people, which of course with new players isn't always, again, indicative. It's always skewed. Because yep. mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I see players under level 36 all the fucking oh, yeah. time. Mm -hmm. So... Um, plenty of little sproutlings. So it's just interesting to see how it's trended and how he keeps adjusting his formulas based mm -hmm. on him just trying to... He doesn't want it to seem so good. He wants to take, yeah. take away a demographic so that you right. can get an idea of the people who are who have played the game past a certain point. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. It's definitely yeah. a good way to get a more realistic number of how many people are really playing the game. Um, the core. Yeah, the core core group of players. Um, sucks that he has this. He has to skew it like this every every so often. Well, because if he doesn't, then it just the number just keeps looking better. Is the problem true? And it true. doesn't. There's and there, and it starts no catching one... things like bots and whatnot. Like this is yeah. to try and do things like bots don't ever get mounts, for example, because right. they just teleport hack everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no one for specific formula that can apply from here on in or like retroactively yeah and he's gonna probably mm -hmm. continue to adjust it when stormblood comes out he probably goes up to a higher level for example like maybe under 45 doesn't count anymore for example right. mm -hmm. um one of the big things that people are paying attention to though 
other than the active characters, is the number of creator savage clears. Big one. Now, this is the big one, because a lot of people, when we saw Lucky Bonchos for both Gordius and for Midas, mm -hmm. those numbers were not, were not very high. I don't, I don't even remember what they were. They're here somewhere. Like, if you look through Lucky Bonchos, like, posts, you'll find what mm -hmm. the older numbers were. Mm -hmm. they, it's, it is a substantial difference between what was cleared then and what's cleared now. So, Atoll Savage, officially, 19,725 people had cleared it. That was a number that was given to us by the developers, by Yoshida. Mm -hmm. According to Lucky Bonchos, there's around 40,000 Creator Savage clears now. About four months later. This is in line approximately with, their final, with the final coil clear rates, which was generally regarded to be one of the more widely accepted raid tiers. Do you think that number going up gives them any sort of data that they can realistically use other than, hey, this raid difficulty is okay? Because if let's let's just say let's just even say that's ten percent of the community. Like let's just mm -hmm. let's just say it's four hundred thousand active subscribers, whatever, and ten percent of them. And obviously that there's people with alts and shit. But let's yeah. just for the sake of simplicity, that there's ten percent of your community can out clear this content. Does does that information mean anything other than the raids are in an okay spot to them? Do you think that there's any other data they could pull from that? Mary, I'll let you go first. Um, I mean, I feel like it is a good launching point for like designing and developing alternative difficulty tiers because it's like, okay, so if 10% can clear, you know, this moderately, you know, somewhat difficult content, you know, increasing it by X amount in terms of like, how difficult it is, you know, 5% might be able to clear this uh, super savage and 1% this super extreme what the fuck savage, you know, I mean. I can't wait for super extreme what the fuck mode to launch. I'm really, yeah. I'm really excited for that yeah. one. Please look forward to it. Uh, but I mean, I, I feel like it's, they can definitely pull from it to gauge, you know, how, if they if they have like a target like they you know if they have a target of how difficult they want something to be and how many people they think they should should be able to clear it they can kind of you know adjust based off these numbers sly how do you feel about the numbers i feel like the numbers are in terms of going into future design of battles half of what they could look into um the other half, the other half is a little bit more subjective, I believe. This is why we kind of need, you know, a battle tester team. I guess they have a battle tester team. They just—it's such a small number of people that it doesn't cover like the many ways we'll think of right. ways to do right. things. Yeah. Um. Like besides just the the num like the number of people who've cleared this content. Yeah, we cleared it. it that's fine. It, it was easy to some, difficult to others. Like other factors that play, in, um, play into the design, was it actually fun? 
were they fun fights? I'd say so. Other people would probably disagree, but I'd say so. Um, the numbers are half the battle. There's a lot more that could go into it besides clear rates themselves. Uh, I just want to see a good fight. I just want to see good fights. That's just me. So I'm going to throw out another idea. Something we don't actually have information on, but we could, put, we could kind of gleam into how this could affect their balance. So A9 and A10 Savage undoubtedly have higher clear rates than the creators. And by the way, this 40,000 number is just the number of people who have the mount. So groups that have cleared it in less than eight weeks, some of their members are not counted on this mm-hmm. list. Also worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. But A9 and A10 Savage, based on this being 40,000, I have no doubt that number is in the six digits at this point for A9 Savage, at the very least, maybe not for A10 Savage. Mm-hmm. That becomes a much more substantial number. That becomes 20 to 25% of your community that is capable of tackling content that is at the level of the first half of your raid tier. Do you think that gives them any sort of incentive to potentially raise the difficulty level of other pieces of content or to incorporate more content around that difficulty level? Because now we're not talking about the top 1%. We're not talking about the top 5%. We're mm-hmm. talking about one-fourth of your player base. Which you've created content for groups smaller than that in the past. Let's mm-hmm. be, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's any sort of incentive for them to look at that and go, maybe we can have more content that's around this level? Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Nothing. No. No Simple. other. No yeah. other input. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's about all I feel needs to be said. Yeah. I mean, if uh, a fourth of your player base is clearing content, and I mean, having done. A9, obviously. Um, I mean, it's not super difficult. Oh, you but it's beat also A9 not... Savage? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Wowee. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not a hard fight, but it's also not, you know, so mind-numbingly easy, especially if you're going with, like, random people. Um, it's a, Have fun with Faust. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a good difficulty tier for casuals. And so expanding on that, yeah. That's good because the thing is too, like a fourth of your player base, that's big considering a large sum of people just don't raid. Period. So yeah, I wonder of what no. I was gonna say I wonder what number of people raid. I don't know. Maybe the number of people fucking cleared a nine seven. That might that might be a decent number to start yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah. Around there. Um, those were I, just to, to be clear. That's about a, almost a fifty percent increase up from November. Just to put it in uh, into perspective, uh, just looking at this person who said 48.42%. Thank you for doing the whole division thing. Oh, by the way, the first of the three twins is here. In the yeah. Hi, hi, first twin. I'm second twin. Frosty's third twin. Third He's twin. No, Athos. He's your third twin. Third twin. Say it one more time just to make third sure. Third twin. There you go. Three twin. I mean, all of you live in the United States now, so it's feasible. Third I gotta, twin. I gotta go visit Ethos. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta take a two-hour train ride up there and be like, "What's up, bitch?" High five. Take a. Just want to do it. Ten-hour plane ride. Uh, uh, Ethos. Mm-hmm. Frosty graduated to to being the third twin of the group. Uh, just this show. Yeah, he became the third twin. Third twin. In this show. Third twin. Hashtag three twins. Hashtag three twins. When do we get the, the Frosty Ethis Mary fanfic? 
by the way. Get on it, writers. <laughs> writers? You got, your, you got your work cut Not out like for you. like we have a pool of writers? Just, I'm sure we do. Time. Okay. <laughs> Three twins, one game. Oh, snap, welcome for all. He's not going to say anything. Even if he's realizing it, he's not saying anything. You son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Mm. That's fine. Anyway, uh, those are some of the most major points we're gonna, we covered over this last week, and that is going to be a wrap for this show. Uh, now that Ethis is here, I would like to propose the question that next week, we, we don't, I don't think we'll have 3.56 until the 28th, which... Just to recap, is the same day as episode Gladio, the same day as episode as uh, Final Fantasy XV to Chapter Thirteen update. Same day as Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5. The same day as Dark Souls Three, the Dark Souls Three, the Ring City DLC. And I feel like there's one other thing I'm missing. The day before my birthday. There you go. Oh the day boy. Your birthday, and it's a week before Persona Five. It's also only one week after Mass Effect Andromeda, so. We're kind and of fucked. Anniversary. And it's your part. Look at this. Look at all the things happening on March 28th. Yeah. So we can't. So we already know what the March. And that's if it even is on March 28th. For all we know, it's, we're going to get fucked. It's going to be on April 4th. Sly. Good luck with that show. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. We may. Yeah, yeah. He, he gives that date. Like he's, he's not that. He's not that. He's not going to do that. He knows. He knows. They. So what do you think? Because they play, they just because that means they don't have a job. <laughs> Are they going to release a patch on the same day as fifteen? Yeah, they don't care. They, they, they've done it before. They release shit awkwardly close to one another in the past. It's not. They're not planning. Okay. They're not thinking this shit through. Okay. <laughs> Let's be real here. They're not thinking this shit through. They're just doing it. They're like, we're, we're ready, so we're doing it. I know what you guys do, but we're doing it. All right? So next week, I'd like to have Marion again, if you'll join us. I'd sure. like to have Ethis on, and I want us to break to take both the lore book and the world map and talk about some locations. Yeah. And if any other news pops up in the week, we'll bring that up too. If this has to agree, if not, well, Mary already has. So we have we have one of the three. Yeah, twins. I'm down. We have you one of the, the third th twin. We might. I don't know. The third twin might. I don't know. I feel like we might get a little bit too crazy if we have three twins. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we can handle three twins. Is one twin too many? <sighs> All too literally. All too literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's on next week. Fuck it. He's at this. Is on next week. There you go. All right. <sighs> anyway, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up this show for the week. Thank you for joining us this week, Mary. On such short notice. Yeah, of course. You came to my stream yesterday, and I was like, hey. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I, I told you anytime, man. You could be like, it could be, you could come into my stream while I'm streaming. Be like, hey, do you want to be on stage? I'm on an hour. I'll be like, all right. Is this how we're signing guests now, Mike? Uh, they're just coming into the stream. You want to be on the show? Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, what better way to do it, really? Okay. Why? What better way than to put them under the pressure of several hundred other individuals? So if they say no, they'll ha see. They'll feel nothing but disappoint. Yeah. Not disappointment. Disappoint. They'll feel disappoint. God damn it. All right. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Anyway, on that note, we're going to wrap the show. Mary, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at, my good sir? You can find me at twitch.tv slash very underscore Mary. And uh, is that how you spell? Is that how it yes, underscores? Two clown sounds? horns. Two clown horns. Uh, also on YouTube, very Mary as well. And Twitter, very underscore Mary. So far, it's wow. That's I would have never guessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking horn. All right. Oh God, Sly, you've been taken over. I don't know how, but Mary's taken over. Mary, you are Sly. You're now Mary. Mary, you're now Sly. This wasn't this way before the show, so I'm just gonna say that uh, it broke. Neat. Well, I mean, Mary, where can they find Sly? <laughs> You can find um, Sly at very underscore. No. <laughs> and now Sly is on the screen. Okay. And it was zoomed in, too. That was the worst part. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox 07. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. You can find me on the Yubtubs at the Velvet Room, hash, well, backslash the Velvet Room. You can find me on Plot 14, Ward 5 of Behemoth. No, they can't. You're playing Persona. Late. It's very late, though. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Behemoth, like, really fucking late. Really late. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm playing Persona right now. And on Persona 2, Eternal Punishment. Uh, we are still doing the countdown to the heist. Um, slowly getting there. Like, less than three weeks away from uh, Persona 5. So, yeah, I... Apparently, my new name is Persona 5 Santa Claus for some reason. For Yeah, for some reason. Some mm. unknown to you reason. That's all. You, you got to get know. a Santa hat for your, your Persona stream. You want to know what's funny, yeah. Slide? Because you were Mary for like a minute there, now you're the fourth twin. This is Good to have you, bud. Thanks, man. Good to have you. Um, <laughs> may, you may have been adopted, but you're the fourth twin. Mm. <laughs> that makes me feel so much fun. <laughs> you may, you're you're the adopted fourth twin. Yeah, I'll make you feel better. Why, why don't my brothers look like me? Yeah, thank you. Mom, why, why do none of my brothers look like, look like me? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, hey, 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 we all have beards. That's one thing. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, that's all you really need to be related. Yeah, beards. All right. And I am your other host who doesn't actually use that background because it's way too fucking hot in here to actually use the green screen and turn on the box lights. Michael, Mr. Happy Povermo, of course. Mr. Happy 127, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You could still technically find me there, although the name is slightly, 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 slightly different. Slightly different. Different slightly. Like slightly like the diadem is slightly better. That's the best way you can think to put it. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap up this. And now this one's fucked up. Look, I don't know what it it was perfectly fine the whole show. You saw it. All right. You saw that it was perfectly fine the whole goddamn show. And now it's not. I literally I've got nothing. I can't I can't explain it by any stretch of the imagination. They all beautiful. You do look beautiful. Wow. I can only think of one reasonable explanation for this, and it's that OBS Studio, despite me never using global sources, is now using your cameras as global sources, and I changed Sly's global source to Mary. That is now the official diagnosis 
of what happened. Because you could see it was fucking fine the whole show, and now it's all gone to shit. I'm just saying. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, Mary's dead, and Sly is Mary. Or Mary is Sly. Mm. Sly is dead. It, it doesn't matter. We're brothers. And then, and now he's there! What the fuck? It's changing! <laughs> see you next week, everybody. See you next week, guys. Fuck this. I'm out. Peace. Bye. Bye. We're just, just happy Pi Day. Goodbye.